0: Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing, and thank you for stopping by. I am Jeff, and we are here with a, uh, another episode. And, uh, you know, it's been pretty quiet out there this week. The uh, The market's up, I think, 6%. You know, we had some Supreme Court rulings. We had a, a seven or 800-point day on the Dow. You know, real quiet. Uh, not a lot to talk about. So uh, we're, we're going to get into what's going on out there. And, uh, you know, try to cover all the the madness that's been happening this week. It is it's actually been anything but quiet, but uh, hopefully you could sense that sarcasm. And uh, with that being said, I do have some uh, some small requests of you. If you could go ahead and like, subscribe and share, that would mean the world to me. And we're trying to build out a community of like minded investors where we can kind of share some ideas back and forth and ultimately set ourselves up for. Uh, some financial success going down the road. And I know it's been tough out there, but as I said, we are trying to tor- turn some corners. And the uh, the first half of the year, we're, we're almost done. You know, we've got about one more week here, and then we're uh, we're on that second half. We're going to see where we go. Uh, if history repeats itself, I think uh, the last six times that the, the first half of the year has been down 15% or more, we have turned positive for the second half of the year and it's been up 24% by the end of the year. So we're really hoping to see that. And that is going to be why I'm going to continue to tell you to dollar cost average through all these dips because we simply just do not know when it's going to turn around. We've, uh, we saw that on Friday. Uh, you know, we had a couple different things going on. And, um, you know, we had the, the Roe v. Wade overturned. I'm not really going to get into that other than the fact that uh, a lot of people were saying, oh, the the ruling came out and then the market rallied. Now, the market did rally. I don't really know that they're necessarily correlated. Uh, There's some other backdoor news going on or or backroom talks about uh, some peace talks uh, in Russia and Ukraine. Ultimately, I think they want to end it over there and Ukraine really needs to I don't I don't know if they're going to win this one. That's that's kind of what it's coming down to. And Putin wants land. That is the land grab that he's going after. And I think that is going to possibly be what the uh, the conflict is going to result in. Some of eastern Ukraine possibly be uh, given to the Russian uh, government. And that's kind of the talks that I'm hearing. I don't think anything is finalized. I don't think anything's concrete. But I think that's kind of why we saw this giant run uh, in the stock market on Friday. And uh, ultimately, you know, as I said, we turned around about 6% on the week. And uh, it's it's pretty hard to, to keep track of all these different names that have been rolling up so hard. We've definitely had some uh, some EV plays going up. We've had some Chinese plays really rallying. Uh, a lot of the tech names have really been been going up really nicely and some of them it's even hard to uh keep track of what price is where and when uh, i feel like i look and then it changes you know i mean even tesla up four percent uh i'm sure futures i, I need to check that I'll, I'll check that before the second half of the show it's uh, much later than what i normally record so it's about uh, eight o'clock on sunday uh pm and we're gonna go ahead and uh and try to cover what's ultimately going on out there and hopefully we can make some some headwind on Really, what I want to do, and really where I want to set myself up for the future, but uh, I did want to get into um, where are we at? We had uh, some some crypto news coming out, and uh, hopefully that will give us a little bit of clarity as to what's going on over there. We did have a a Bitcoin short um, ETF come out. You know, last year we were talking about the Bitcoin futures ETF. Basically, you're, you're betting on uh, Bitcoin to go up in order to make money. This one is uh, BITI, which is going to be the Bitcoin short uh, position. What's it called? I think it's a ProShares. Yeah, short Bitcoin strategy ETF. And basically, it's a bet that crypto is going to go down. And if you remember when uh, BITO was launched, uh, it was maybe a couple weeks before Bitcoin reached peak. And uh, now that we have this Bitcoin short strategy... I'm hoping that we are closer to a bottom than a top as, uh, you know, hopefully history kind of repeats itself there. There's people putting money into this because it is uh, the fresh new thing out there, but uh, it's not one that I want to play. I really don't want to play the, the futures market or the short market. I want to be long, so I'm just going to continue to buy Bitcoin. Uh, I am we're still waiting for that spot ETF. I think that will certainly revitalize a lot of crypto. But uh, the other thing that's kind of going on in the back rooms is uh, there is a company called Three Arrows that uh, was basically uh, lending and and doing a lot of uh, leverage lending. And they basically got called on it and they owe $658 million or they're going to be collapsed. Uh, And they are tied to, uh, which ones? They're tied to BlockFi and Voyager. And if they didn't have this money, they're, they're basically going to collapse the entire crypto space, the whole crypto economy over a lot of leverage lending. That is just kind of bad practice. I really don't like all the the leverage in it, but uh, I know that's how it works. And uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, the youngest billionaire, uh, owner of FTX and uh, Alameda Capital, I think is a, the capital company that's doing some of this lending, is, uh, is going ahead and giving... 750 million dollars to his two uh rivals in the crypto space BlockFi and Voyager. He's given BlockFi a 250 million dollar revolving credit and Voyager 500 million dollars in additional finance uh, in order to keep them afloat and not get uh just pummeled with these uh, 658 million dollars in uh and basically calls saying, you know, your your leverage, Bitcoin has dropped this hard and we want our money. That's that's basically what's going on. And uh, Sam Bankman-Fried is pretty much coming to save the day in the fact that he doesn't want the whole crypto space to crash, because if they crash, there's going to be ripple effects throughout the whole market. And it's pretty much, uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a rough season if someone didn't step in. So he's kind of acting like the, the Federal Reserve in the stock market, and you know, without that regulation, there's really no one to step in and save the day. He's ultimately going to go ahead and do that, and hopefully, we can get away from some of this leverage borrowing. Uh, you know, this this three arrows basically they are, well, they were borrowing money to show proof of funds from other companies, and then they were redistributing uh, distributing that money to other companies or other lenders and more or less just taking on more risk, more risk, and not having the money to actually pay it. So when everyone went to sell their their Bitcoin or get out of it, there was no money there. It was all just on paper, but not actually in their pocket. So hopefully this, uh, this uh, credit and financing that uh, FTX is doing is going to help uh, solidify some of these positions. Hopefully they can get their uh, their positions in a in a spot where we're not going to get pummeled and just steamrolled when uh, when things go bad because that's ultimately what's going on. Uh, you know, Bitcoin is down about seventy percent from the highs. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this uh, the spot ETF. I really hope that that does happen. And uh, again, these I think I know. Well, I said it before on the BITO, and now with BITI, the both ETFs have very high expense ratios of uh, 0.95%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you compare it to like VOO, uh, VOO is going to be 0.03%, so not even a tenth of a percent, and uh, the other two are going to be closer to 1%, so those are definitely some high fees. I try to stay out of those. Uh, I know I am in ARC. We have talked about those a, a good a good bit. It's been a while, but uh, those are 0.75, and uh, I... I I guess I'm in those because I don't do as much research on some of the smaller growth stocks or the uh, genomic stocks that the uh, the ARC G fund is in. Uh, I let them do the, uh, the homework and ultimately I'm still long in those positions and I, I have more faith that they've done more homework on smaller companies than what I'm able to do. So I go ahead and do that. But on the Vanguard funds, those expense ratios are much, uh, much less. Uh, so I still look to some of those bigger funds if I am going to do any sort of uh, ETF trading. That's where I really look to invest is uh, some of those larger ones that have less expense ratios. Because ultimately, the, they're going to sweep it out of your account. And you're not even going to know it, but uh, that money is going to be gone. And that 1% a, a year is certainly going to be costly, especially if, uh, you know, even if crypto is going down and you're long in it, you're still going to get that money taken out, and you've got the uh, the losses on top of uh, you know the the Bitcoin actually falling itself. So just something to be aware of. Hopefully, we can get uh, some positive footing and, and really make some strides forward in order to uh, get to that uh, that a, a little little less volatile of a position here in the crypto space and ultimately in the stock market as well. We've uh, we've definitely seen those those get back to some. Some green days, and I really hope they do continue. But uh, as I've said, we really want to go ahead and add, or I really want to go ahead and add. That's how I should put it. Uh, while things are nasty out there, I do think that in about three years, we're going to look back and say, "I should have invested more in the summer of 2020." That was the low point, and I I should have known it. And you know, we we're at peak fear, we're at peak inflation or well, I think we we're at peak inflation and we've got these rates going up and we know that they're going to be tapering down by the, uh, by 2024. That's what the, uh, all the projections are looking like. And we really got to take that into account. You know, we've seen it before and, uh, you know, time and time again, when things are ugly, that is really when you want to be investing. And I know a lot of people were wishing they got in, uh, you know, two years ago at some of these prices where a lot of these stocks are now. Uh, so I really see this as an opportunity to invest in some uh, some really great names at some really fair prices as far as I'm concerned. And uh, ultimately set yourself up for, uh, you know, that, that rebound and when things are back in bull mode. But uh, that's what I got there. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a bit more about uh, what's going on in the investing challenge uh, some different things I'm seeing out there as well, and really where I want to be putting some money into uh, to the market right now. So stick around. I'll be right back and we'll talk a little bit more. All right. We are back here on the show. So if you could uh, do me a huge favor, go ahead and like, subscribe and share. I would uh, certainly appreciate that. And uh, if this podcast is bringing you really good value and you uh, like what you're hearing, if you want to help uh Contribute to the podcast, you can do that over there at anchor.fm slash let it grow. You can contribute for as little as 99 cents a month, and uh, I would appreciate that as well. Uh, So, now going forward, you know, we are nearing the end of the quarter here. We do have a couple more earnings reports coming out uh, from some companies that definitely matter. And, uh, you know, the first one that I'm looking at is Nike, and they, uh, you know, a lot of people thought they were going to have a bad last quarter and they turned in some some decent results. Uh, You know, they have come off of some of those highs. Uh, They're down to about $113. They were around 180 back in November. So this one is definitely uh, one that, uh, you know, I I think it's got some risks right now coming out of some of the lockdown in Shanghai. You got some of the consumer spending slowing down a bit. But uh, ultimately, I do think they are a good long term play. They have You know quite the the stranglehold on a lot of the footwear market they've got uh you know gray market you know dealers afterwards that are buying holding selling you know kind of like a a trading market of, of sneakers and uh one that i think is going to continue to do well just from their positioning and their size they have been you know really doing great for a long time uh you know i know they had some some issues there with some political stuff but uh I think they're working through that. And like I said, they've they've definitely got some some problems. We're hoping they turn in a decent set of numbers today uh, on the 27th. And ultimately, we're going to see where they go from there. Uh, I know it's going to be a little bit bleak with some of the stuff coming out of of China right now and coming out of lockdowns. We really hope that they are able to produce enough and it's not going to be a lackluster quarter. But uh, I think a little bit of that is already baked in. As I said, you know, they were closer to that year low, uh, which was a 103, certainly off that year high. And, uh, you know, the analysts are looking for about a 25% return over the next 12 months. So hopefully we can uh, see some decent numbers. Uh, And if not, if uh, things are a little bleak and we know that uh, the market is going to be turning around for them, people are opening back up in China, could be another buying opportunity as we've seen time and time again in this market. And now when we're looking, uh, another one that is gonna be reporting on the 30th is going to be Micron. Actually, I wanna check the, the dividend on Nike before I get off of that. Yeah, 1.13%, so nothing to write home about there, but uh, you do get a, get a little bit of a dividend there. Uh, so the, yeah, the next one, Micron, um, Chipmaker, they focus on NAND and DRAM. Uh, And they are one of the world's largest. Uh, They are, where were they? They're doing about 31 billion in revenue over the last 12 months, Uh, even bigger than NVIDIA. I know they are more of a uh, commodity chip maker and one that has been trading down. I I have uh, traded this one. It's been quite a few years and one that I really didn't understand when I got in it. I think it had a, a low PE then. And I was kind of comparing that to some of the other chip makers. And I really didn't know what I was getting into. So this one does normally trade at a very uh, cheap valuation. This one is currently seven times PE. And at the time I thought, man, that's a, that's a deal when you're looking at, you know, uh, Lamb Research or uh, AMD or Nvidia trading at 30 times. It's, uh, it's certainly one that was, coming in on some of those screens as a cheaper way to get into chips. But uh, as I said, it's more of a commodity maker. And for that reason, it does trade lower. But that being said, um, analyst research, you got 79% of upside, 79. So if you even get half of that, uh, that's a solid investment over a year. And uh, one that I definitely think if we don't hit a recession, I know recessions going to slow down a lot of demand on a lot of things that we're going to be buying. And uh, I know Powell came out and said last week, and this was a, another little rally, I think it might have been Wednesday or Thursday, that the Fed is not trying to push towards a recession. But uh, they are trying to slow demand. And uh, a lot of that is hurting consumers, right? We, we definitely see it. Um, they're looking to... Uh, do a couple of different things by the raising the rates. And Elizabeth Warren was kind of commenting, "Well, how does this help the consumer?" And it does, doesn't necessarily help the consumer. Uh, a lot of things are definitely tougher with inflation right now, but they have to have that demand destruction. So raising the rates is going to do a couple of different things. We've, we've kind of covered this before, but uh, it's anything that's interest rate sensitive spending. It's going to slow that down. Uh, so if you got to borrow money to buy a car, the higher the interest rate, the less you're going to borrow. So it's going to you know weigh down that market. So it might be again hard for chip companies that are putting these chips into cars uh, to be able to sell more. But uh, there's still demand out there. We're we're still seeing that. Um, but we're also the Fed is also trying to bring these uh, these asset prices uh, down by increasing that Fed rate or the interest rate in order to. Uh, basically kind of slow some of the buying as people aren't going to be able to buy as much of a house if the uh, the interest rates are double of what they were uh, certainly this time last year they're they're getting close to that. Uh, and then also they're they're you know by raising the the fed rate, they are making the dollar stronger uh, on the exchange rate when you're comparing it to other currencies, which is going to make, other countries be able to buy less of the products that we are selling. So further creating that demand destruction that uh, they are trying to get, which is hurting the consumers a bit when they have to go buy things, uh, especially, you know, food, housing, uh, you know, gas, things like that are certainly really seeing that demand destruction. People just don't want to go as many places or not buy as much or try to you know be really mindful of what food that they're buying so we're really in this uh this tight spot of you know you kind of have to jump on a landmine in order to uh get everything to kind of go where you want you're gonna hurt someone one way or the other but uh that that's kind of what it is they're they're trying to put out one problem by creating other problems uh, but uh, if, if everything can go well and we're still waiting for those uh, July 28th numbers to see if we are in that recession. And, uh, you know, as June is wrapping up, those numbers are going to be looked at and we'll, we'll know what's going on as far as those recession talks uh, about a month after, you know, so July 28th is still that day. And uh, ultimately, we will see where everything is going then. And if we can avoid it, I do think that we're going to have a great, great rebound. And if the uh, Russia-Ukraine peace talks work, uh, I hate to see that, uh, you know, Ukraine might have to give up some land. But if that's what it takes and the peace talks work, I, again, think that the market is going to rally on that news also. Um, So that being said, I do have three or three. I've got five stocks this week, as always, and uh for the uh, investing challenge where I'm putting in $200 every week and we're trying to outpace the, uh, the S&P by the end of the year and uh, I definitely need your help. So if you can get over there on Let It Grow Investing and get your votes in, that would certainly mean the world to me. Um, now, uh, first off, I guess I will go ahead and pull up the uh, the Webull portfolio and just give you kind of a recap as to where we are. And currently... This portfolio from the start of the year is down 18.5%. Now, I'll remind you that uh, the S&P is down more. The NASDAQ is down more. Uh, So 18.5% is not that great. It certainly hurts, but everyone else is doing worse. Uh, So we do have some winners. We've got a lot more losers. And let's just take a look. The Starbucks, Google, Kroger are still our gainers and yeah that that list of ones that are trading down Ethereum's the worst followed by ford shopify honest and nvidia so those are the bottom five and uh we'll continue to add to some of these positions i'm sure throughout the rest of the year in order to buy them a little bit cheaper as i think some of these are really going to turn around but now that being said Let's uh, go to the Let It Grow Investing page and see what we are buying for today. And this past week, we had five stocks. We had Goldman Sachs, Verizon, uh, Bitcoin. We had Amazon and we had the S&P 500 index uh, from Vanguard. Ticker is VOO and we will be buying Amazon. So, you know, with that 20 to one stock split, we should be able to buy a little over two shares. Uh, no, a little under two shares. Sorry. They're trading where are they at one, one sixteen. Okay. They had a $4 gain on, uh, on Friday. That's a uh, definitely a good move for them, but, uh, trading off of some of those highs, which would have been about 188, uh, you know, after that split. So they were trading closer to what, 3,700, I'll say. And yeah, currently about a 52% upside on Amazon. So I'm definitely happy to add this one. I think it's a, a smart play. So thank you for voting. And uh, I will be adding to that one tomorrow. So AMZN, 200 bucks. That's a winner for week 26. Now going forward, uh, week 27. So first week of the second half, which we'll be buying next week, is going to be these five names. We've got uh, NKE, which is going to be Nike. We just covered that one, so I'll probably keep that one a little short. Um, you know, I only got four on here. How did that happen? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pick one off the top of my head. We're going to add Netflix. Uh, we're going to add Netflix onto this one. Uh, we're going to have... Uh, Number three is going to be Nvidia NVDA. Number four is going to be Lowe's L O W, and number five is going to be uh, ticker MMM 3M, an uh, in industrial play. Now Nike, I kind of already covered where we're at. I, I think that one could be uh, you know poised for a rebound after uh, some of the the news that came out, even if it has a bad earnings report today. I like to wait three days anyhow. So giving me a chance to see what the market's doing and ultimately be either buying this one on a dip or we just got some good news and hopefully it'll settle down by then and and come back down to uh, a point where we want to buy it a a week later. So I'm really looking at that one uh, as kind of a rebound play and uh, one that's just in the news right now. I think it might have a you know, not so great of an earnings report, but we'll see how that goes. So then number, uh, well, we'll go right to NVIDIA. Uh, this one, we are certainly down in on the uh, the Webull Challenge. And one that we were buying around that $300 mark, currently trading at $171, up $9 on the day on Friday. And uh, still has about 59% of upside. And I like that position. I like uh, NVIDIA. I like what they're doing. They're in all the right lanes And uh, I definitely think that they have a long runway to go with, uh, you know, all the different plays that they're in, autonomous and gaming and, uh, you know, mining and, and, and everything else in the crypto space. There's a lot of different applications for NVIDIA products. And again, I think it's a strong play. And if once again, if we can avoid a recession, this one should really do well by the end of the year. And uh, one that I'm willing to bet on, even if there is a recession, I want to add more of this stock. I really want to add to it. Uh, Lowe's, uh, this one, I was just reading something, I think it was on uh, tip ranks about Lowe's. They are, um, I think, doing dividend increases of about 25% annually over the past five years. Uh, I do want to pull up some other numbers here as far as what their peg ratios are. And uh, some of the different numbers that they have, uh, their PE is going to be trading pretty low at a 14.8 times earnings, or yeah, 14.8 times, and then the dividend yields are going to be at about 2.4%. And let's pull up the Reuters article that I was reading. They are currently a buy. We've got about uh, 30, 39% of upside on lows. Uh, trading below where they normally do. We've got uh, a small revenue gain for the next two years, about 4%, but uh, this one I think is a coiled spring. I think it traded off too much. Uh, Again, when that PE drops below that 15, it uh, certainly catches my attention. uh, When a, a stock like this is normally trading around 18, 19, we can certainly see a bounce from that. Now actually, I was wrong. Their previous year dividend growth is 36.2%. I said, I think 25%. Their dividend payout is 28%, which means they have a lot of room to raise that dividend going forward and uh, still have enough cash left over to grow the company. I like to see that dividend payout below about 60%. So if they can uh, still continue these increases, And as I said, they just increased them about 36% in the last year. That's definitely a good spot for me to be the peg ratio. We'd like to be under one. They are a 0.8. So they are at a 22% discount to where they normally trade. Their trailing PE is a a 14.4. Their five-year average is a 24.1. Now their forward PE. uh, I think I might have crossed these numbers of their trailing and their forward. But their forward is uh, projected at a 12.7 and their five-year average is a 17.8. So again, on the trailing basis, we're 40% discount. On the forward basis, we're a 29% discount. And on the peg ratio, we're a 22% discount to where they normally trade. And then you've got uh, the analyst saying that there's about 39% of upside on a stock that uh, I think will do well As uh, even in a recession, people's homes are going to break. They're going to need, you know, new electrical supplies for the cars that they're installing, the chargers they're installing. They're going to need plumbing supplies or, you know, fridges or anything that's going to break, they're going to have it. And this is one that I think should do well, even in a recession. It might slow down on new uh, projects, but things are ultimately going to break. And I think Lowe's is going to be there to, uh, to provide these products. So that's one is one that I definitely think could do well going forward. Uh, 3M is going to be the next one. And now this one is uh, a little tricky. They, they definitely have some different lawsuits that uh, I know they are you know, currently paying off. And uh, again, a very low beta at a 0.5. This one is a dividend king. That means they have been increasing their dividend payout for 50 consecutive years. Uh, So currently that dividend is abnormally high on a percent basis because they just reached a 52-week low last week. And uh, so the current uh, quarterly dividend yield is 4.58%. Anytime they are above four, it's uh, certainly eye-catching to me. You're seeing uh, a higher payout ratio and you can lock in that payout at a uh a time when the company's a little bit more vulnerable so on some of these uh what was it the hearing protection lawsuits those are out there we know that's an issue we what else do we have i know there's some uh environmental issues that are ongoing and that was about 15 percent of the company's uh, adjusted earnings went to these uh these lawsuits and these payments but uh, like I said, they are a dividend king. They've been doing this forever, and I think that their management can can weather this storm. And ultimately, you're you're getting a high dividend in order to uh, take that bet and and you know really put your your money where your mouth is on a company like 3M. And uh, hopefully, it's one that uh, isn't going to crash any further, and one that uh, is going to weather the storm. So that one. Is risky. It does have some uh, some potential problems, uh, but ones that I think they are going to navigate the waters pretty well and go forward. Now, now the next one that I just added, uh, you know, last minute, seat of the pants was uh, was Netflix, and Netflix, as we know, is traded down pretty substantially. I was gonna add Roku because there's a lot of talk of Netflix adding Roku or buying Roku. I don't know that that's gonna happen. But uh, yeah, PE on Netflix is 17. Cheap for a, a technology company of this size. Uh, I know that they were trading a lot higher. Now let's just pull up Reuters. And uh, they're calling it a hold right now. So this one did get a lot of downgrades. It's caught uh, about 15 downgrades in the last 120 days. And uh, currently there is about 67% of upside in the price targets from these analysts that are downgrading it. So it's a hold, according to analysts, but also 67% upside, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Now, annual revenue going up about 9% this year, about 20% next year. Uh, So I definitely like to see those those, uh, numbers growing. We really want to get through some of those uh, subscriber problems where, you know, they were losing some customers, but uh, currently it is down... Uh, trading at a 10% discount to their forward peg ratio, but that is a 1.4, 80% discount on their trailing PE. They're currently trading at 16.5 and their five-year average is an 83.6. So as I said, their their PE is way low for where they normally trade and it's getting down to that value value territory and not so much being priced as that gross stock anymore. Forward PE, uh, 17 times five-year average of uh 70.5 times, so that's a 76 percent discount. So one that uh, if things do go well, they get these subscribers going, and uh, some of this revenue keeps turning in, we could definitely see some rebound out of that. So there's a couple of these that are coiled, uh, coiled springs that are I think are waiting to be released. Uh, a couple that we're really hoping for, uh, for China to come back. And then Lowe's, I do think that is going to be well, also a cold spring, but one that is going to weather the storm uh, of a possible recession and uh, you know some def- different things out there that could certainly serve them well also. So please go ahead and get the votes in over there on Let It Grow Investing. I will uh, be buying that Amazon tomorrow, and we will continue to uh, navigate this market the best we can and continue to continue dollar cost average into any position that we really want to build a long-term uh you know high core position in and go forward and really look to uh to the future really where i want to go is you know look back in in two years and be very happy that we went ahead and did all this buying uh, because i do think the market's going to come back and i do think it's going to come back stronger than uh where we are now. And uh, when when these rates kind of subside and and things get back to normal, we will certainly be thankful that we bought them. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking around. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on ETrade, trade Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance, and a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.